Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hey everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And we just watched, well, not just watched, but we did watch <laughs> the finale of the Great British Baking Show, Collection 1 on Netflix. Pretty exciting times, right? Yeah. I think we yeah. just watched it, right? Yeah, I mean, I watched, I usually watch like uh, twice for, um, oh. you know, have a conversation with you about. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I watched it, okay, my history with this is I watched it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how it went down. Yeah. <laughs> and then last week I watched it once, and then uh, today I was like my more like not taking watch of it. Oh, okay, okay. It was, it was a good episode. Good it, final. It was. It was. One I think of... what makes it a good final is that you don't really know who's gonna win. Oh, I knew. You did. I think so. Oh. And it was one of my three predictions. <laughs> <laughs> You narrowed it down. Yeah. <laughs> Good narrowing. Yeah. yeah, there's some, um, I'm not going to spoil any upcoming seasons, but there's some seasons where you're like, this is the clear winner. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you're right. I thought it was pretty close, but I thought as it was going yeah, on, yeah, the the winner became clear. Kind of, well, we'll talk about it later, but it did remind me of the most recent season. Oh. A little. But we'll, we'll talk about parallels in a bit. Okay. But yeah, um, shall we get into it? Let's do it. Episode 10, the final. The recap starts off, or the opening starts off a little dramatic. Like a thousand, thousands of people applied. It's probably like millions now, but back then it was thousands of people. (laughs) (laughs) Twelve were chosen. Uh, They said some reached for the stars, which they showcased Richard. They said others crashed to Earth, (laughs) and they showcased Jordan. Mm. (laughs) Pretty funny. Um, they said there were burnouts and meltdowns. And of course, you know, call back to the most famous episode of the season or any season. Ian. Yeah. The <laughs> ultimate back. meltdown. Yeah. And they also said there were some triumphs, um, which is Chetna. Uh, I think they were talking about how uh, Chetna proved you wrong every episode. <laughs> <laughs> like literally every episode. <laughs> yeah, even when she... Even when she <laughs> left, she proved me wrong. <laughs> against your predictions. That's what yeah. uh, that's what the narrators were alluding to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So right at the beginning, they kind of recap each of the bakers and their strengths. They said uh, Richard's positivity and precision broke a record of Star Baker five times. So Star Baker five times, pretty crazy. That's impressive. Is he a positive guy? They said he was positive. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. He's a builder, so he has that precision. Right, right. But who also is uh, into building things? Louis. <laughs> so wait, is he actually a graphic designer, though? I thought he was a builder this whole time, but it turns out he's a graphic designer. <laughs> That's what I thought. That would explain why he didn't have a pencil in his ear. Yeah, and like when you first see him, you don't really imagine him like behind a computer, like tinkering in Photoshop. Apparently, that's what he does. Yeah, I thought he was a builder as well, but then when they did this episode, it seemed like right he was a graphic yeah. designer. Did he change his uh, careers like mid-season or something? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was gone too long from his 
construction job, so they fired him, so he had to get a graphic design job somewhere. <laughs> what are Um They said he only got Star Breaker once. However, he's very imaginative, and he's very artistic, which, you know, makes, all, makes a lot of sense now, now that we learned he's a graphic designer. <laughs> right. And he said, uh, he has, he, he says that he thinks Richard has had eyes on the prize in uh, week one. So, mm. um, no, no, Richard said he had his eyes on the prize in season one. Mm-hmm. Richard thinks he's a sleeper, <laughs> basically. Louis talked about how good Nancy on, was. Yeah. yeah, Nancy. They say Nancy is the queen of consistency. Uh, Richard's like, I don't even think she had one bad weekend. Yeah. And Louis pays her the ultimate compliment, which is, I always try all her bakes first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes you think, like, after the show ends, you get to go and eat everyone else's bake. Yeah, you must. You get to you size up it, the competition. Yeah. Do you think it's extra sad when, like, nobody comes over and eats your bake? Like... Paul says, yeah. <laughs> nobody. Goes you think that happens? I'm sure it happens, right? Like during that technical when half of them were not edible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't <laughs> rush over to the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the signature challenge. In the final signature challenge of the season, the bakers had to make a VN. Okay, I'm going to butcher this. A VN and 03? Yeah. Vienna no three? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I leave it up to you anyway though. <laughs> You're so excited about that, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna make a Vienna three in three and a half hours. Um they are to make two different types of pastry. And Paul mentions that Vienna no three was a part of his professional career for thirty years. Mm. So the- Paul was a baker for thirty years. That's it. No, I don't know how old he is, so maybe he's been doing it a long time. You could say you could tell that, right? Yeah, he looks tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell. Um, they have some fun with pronun- uh, pronouncing it. At one point, too, says Jarmel uh, says like Vienna, not blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "Have you got Vienna Aria?" They're alluding to like diarrhea. Oh yeah. And then Mel says, I've got some cream for it. Yeah, that was great. Funny. That was great. They, they also had a, another good pun when uh, like there's a little bit of time left. And Sue says, get hasty with your pastry. <laughs> Which is very, very catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shall we get into the bakers? Yes. Okay, so let's start off with Louis. Do you know, <laughs> did you know at one point Louis was, at, he kept on adjusting the temperature? Like back and forth, and he's like, "Why am I doing that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. You can't second or third or fourth guess yourself, <laughs> yeah, especially since it's the finale. Yeah, I guess everyone was feeling the pressure because uh, it was quieter. People seemed more nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that tough. It was intense. So Louis is making apple, walnut, raisin, and Cheshire cheese ch- chassons. Chassons. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and he also makes a pan on chocolate blanc with raspberries and cream cheese. During judging, they said uh, about the pan on chocolate blanc with raspberries and cream cheese that it was uniform. However, some was baked more than the others. So is that not uniform? I don't know. There were a couple <laughs> things that were contradictory to me, and that was one of them. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I was like, hmm, is that really the same? 
they're a uniform, but they're not all alike. <laughs> yeah, because later I think they talk about how it's soggy, but then Paul says it's dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Because of the you... cream cheese. And the... That? <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. That, that should be like a good thing to even accomplish. That. Yeah, that's true. The contrast. And Paul says there's some attempt at a flake. Uh, the raspberry, I guess it was, it was too weighty. It had too much weight in it. It kind of made it soggy at the bottom. Yeah, it was chalky. And the, he didn't like the cream cheese, which yeah. surprised me. It had like a chalkiness to it. Yeah. Um, for his second uh, creation, which was the apple, walnut, raisin, and Cheshire, or yeah, Cheshire, Chawson. <laughs> Paul said it was uniform. It had nice flakes. Uh, the double flowed worked out well. Double fold worked out well. What's the flowed? What did I say flowed? Flow is like when your rap game is strong. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do a rap right <laughs> Oh, man, I thought you were going into it. Baking. Baking. That would be me if I were baking. That was more of a question than a rap. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Cut that out later, please. No, that's staying in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that on a loop. <laughs> like right in the middle of the app. Uh, moving on to Louie. Okay. <laughs> Mary liked the second bake. She said that it is a winner. However, she says, the other one wasn't good. So this one's good. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So, moving on to Nancy. Nancy is making apple and lemon kite and raspberry and almond croissants, which sounds pretty delicious because uh, unlike a lot of the bakes on this show, I know what a croissant is. <laughs> <laughs> These things are basically like rolls, though, right? I mean, they're described as rolls. Yeah, every time they say pan off chocolate or uh, pan au lait, I'm like, it just sounds like a squared croissant, mm. which yeah. they sell at, like, Starbucks. <laughs> oh, do they really? Yeah, they, they sell, uh, I think, a pan on uh, a chocolate. Oh. oh. Yeah. Kind of like a square croissant. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, Starbucks. Fancy stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, at the beginning, Nancy says it's kind of weird that there's only three of them left. It's the final. So I guess to make her a little bit less nervous, uh, she's going to pretend that everyone is there and behind her, mm -hmm. which is a good uh, technique. Yeah. Like, I'd rather be, uh, if I'm being judged, I'd rather be, like, if, like, let's say you're taking, like, a dance class or something, mm -hmm. would you want there to be a lot of people or a little bit of people? Hmm. It's, I'd either want them to be, like, a lot of people or, like, no people at all. Yeah, so it's either, like, one or right. 200. Yeah, like, I want, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Because you either want to blend in or you don't want anyone to see you. That's how I feel, at least. Uh, I want, I want to blend in. I think oh, the more people, the better. Okay. Yeah. You want to like all yeah. of the hundreds of thousands of people that applied to be in the tent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you ever uh, take like a Where's Waddle book and just open up the whole book and try to find where Waddle is? No, but I understand the concept. You've never seen a Where's Waddle book before? I don't think I have. Wow. There's a lot of people in that book. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know, I know what you're talking about, because I have a shirt that I think looks like Waldo, apparently, because every time I wear it, everybody calls me that. Oh. It's just like a striped shirt. Okay. Is it red and white? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely Waldo. <laughs> oh, okay. There. But, uh... They're like, where's Waldo? And I'm always like, I'm right here. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Found me. I don't, where, like, I don't know where that guy is. <laughs> Found me. Yeah. Uh, judgment for Nancy. <laughs> right. Um, for her 
Apple and Lemon Kite. Also, it collapsed a little bit and it wasn't proofed correctly. Uh, Mary says it's a little doughy in the middle. However, the raspberry is a, the, or the flavoring is very good. And uh, for her pastry, they said the pastry was good, good timing, good layers, good lamination. The raspberry was delicious and top marks for flavoring. So pretty, uh, pretty good reveal there for Nancy. Okay, when she was bringing in that freeze-dried fruit powder, <laughs> did it look like a hot dog to you? I thought for a minute she was making a hot dog roll-up, <laughs> like a pig's in a blanket or something. And I got excited about it until I realized it. that's not what it was. Was that yeah. just me? <laughs> No, no, it looked like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I would have enjoyed a hot dog, too. Right? I was like, oh, she's making a pig's in a blanket. It's like the one week she made something salmon, and it wasn't like a... Oh, yeah. She made a savory, right? Yeah. What, what was that? It was like it was supposed to be like a dessert. It was an she... eclair. It was an eclair. A right? salmon eclair. Yeah. Yeah. She thought she was going to do one of those. That would have been exciting. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew that's what it... It wasn't that because of how they described it before, but it looked like that to me, and it got me excited. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But yeah, good stuff on Nancy. She did well. Yeah, she did well. Uh, Richard, on the other hand, did not do as well. <laughs> no. He, he was kind of nervous the whole time, you could tell. Mm-hmm. But he was attempting to make a pear pan au chocolate named pan au lait, which Paul said was kind of like a little bit more basic, the pan au lait. Um, he has some trouble making it. I think he runs out of time. And then at one point, he's like, yeah, these won't win a beauty contest because he was kind of like doing them a little haphazard. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, during judging, the judge said that his uh, panel late was very basic. And the one thing that Paul couldn't get over is that when he baked them, they touched each other. Right. So he separated them after and had the, the marks of it being separated. Yeah. So that is a pop at peeve we learned because uh, I guess it tasted okay. And uh, I mean, it was baked okay, but Paul kept kind of focusing on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a batch bake. I can't get over the fact that they're touching. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if Paul is one of those types of people where in their dinner plate, none of the things touch. Oh, yeah, definitely. You think he's not? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I think he's uh, very, very uh, caring about details. (laughs) Like the peas are not by the mashed potatoes or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, for their pen, they said uh, the, it was kind of rushed in the prover. He used the prover, and they said um, after he used the prover, like uh, I guess the structure wasn't right, so butter leaked out. Yeah, remember he used was, the cream butter, too. He had creamed oh, yeah. the butter when he was doing his folding. Yeah, I guess it just got everywhere. So it didn't really, like when they cut it open, you couldn't really see it much in the middle. <laughs> and uh, Mary said that she liked the pear and chocolate. That went well together, however. It's a shame that there's no layers. Mm. So we kind of have, uh, you know, Nancy doing pretty well. Um, Louis doing well on one of his and not doing well on the other, which they said very clearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, Richard not doing well on both. Yeah, I definitely, I had Nancy ahead, and then I actually kind of had Louis and Richard around the same. Although, you're, you're right, Richard was probably a little below Louis. Yeah, I think Louis says that positive feedbacking on the signature was always a great feeling. I guess he's like focusing on the positive. Nancy said she was disappointed it wasn't perfect. <laughs> but yeah. uh, she said they had to be ultra picky in the final. Mm-hmm. And Richard said, it's always disappointing when your bakes don't make the grade. 
Now that was the signature. Rough start, yep. Rough start. Uh, next, we have the technical pick. So the judges decided to be very harsh. <laughs> oh my gosh, this was crazy. They had to do so much baking. They said they're going to bring things back to, to the basics. However, they're going to ask all the bakers to make Victoria sandwiches, tarts, ossetron, and scones. So three different types of things. Twelve all of each. Within, yeah, twelve each. <laughs> all within the span of two hours. Yeah, they had to make two hours. Oh, I mean, they gosh. only had two hours to make everything. Um, and also, the instructions were apparently pretty bare. <laughs> okay, this was a confusing thing for me because I think it was Richard, right? He had said that. Yeah. But if you yeah, looked at said, the paper, there was a lot on uh, It didn't look like what it's, he said it said. He said that the instructions were step one, make scones. Step two, make Victoria sandwiches. Step three, make tarts off citron. This is what he told uh, one of the hosts, I think, Stuart Mel. Yeah. But yeah, they looked like they had more instructions than that. Yeah, although how he described it was exactly how I feel it looks every time anyway. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was, it was a tough time. Um, we have some good puns here. At one point, Mel says, you three have to be on it like a Jane Austen bonnet, <laughs> which uh, is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul Mary says that this is the first uh, time that they've asked three different bakes during the technical challenge. Um, Paul says that it's going back to their basics and testing their knowledge of the classics. And they should know the classics like the back of the hand. Mary says the results should be pure perfection. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really, I guess, you know, it's always good to do like a very challenging technical in the finale just to see who falls short. Because yeah. if everyone did well, it would be hard to judge it, right? Yeah. So I guess the, what we're saying is the judges are just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no. maybe. 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 Uh, we're getting to the results. Uh, third place, unfortunately, is Richard. And while he was baking his bake, he had one panic after another, he said. Oh, my gosh, yeah. At one point, he added too much eggs because I guess the recipe called for two eggs. So mm-hmm. he put two, two eggs in his uh, batter, but one of the eggs was for decorating. So he had to remake his batter. Yeah, I had to do a redo. Yep. <laughs> and at one point, he says that he never made a tartar before. So his strategy is going to be whack it in the oven and hope for the best, which probably isn't a good strategy. Not in the final. Not, not really. Uh, just the scones have good consistency. They like the scones, actually. Um, for his Victoria sandwiches, it was a nice color. However, the jam was weeping into the bottom part of the sponge. Yeah, runny jam. Runny jam. Always a bad idea. And then um, his tart, uh, I think he, he tried to pipe the word uh, citron on it. Oh, my gosh. But it looked like colon. It looked, yeah, it looked like he did it with his foot. Yeah. Like it was really bad penmanship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, later he does like a big inspired by his like kids, uh, like his kids like style. <laughs> Maybe that was him like easing into it. Could be, yeah. It's yeah. uncharacteristic of him though because you expect such precision. Yeah, I think he was just stressed out. Yeah. And like the signature threw him off. They also said that his tart uh, was like scrambled egg. And it was oh yeah, egg. yeah. Bad. So, good croissant and bad other two things. Second place was Louis. Louis didn't do that bad. Um, during the bake, he talks about like how 
for this or for this technical, there's no hiding place because uh, there's a limited amount of time, and these are just the basics. For his scones, um, the judges said that it was kind of pale, and there was no glaze on it, mm-hmm. which is kind of uncharacteristic of Louis. For his Victoria sandwiches, it had a decent color, and there was an attempt at piping. Texture was okay. And then finally, his tart citron, the pastry was on the thick side. They said it looked overcooked, and it was patched up. So not a good look for Louis. No. No. Louis, Louis also says that he was surprised that he didn't get last place. Considering... Honest, honestly, on this one, it could have been either of them. It could have been like, honestly, it could have been like Nancy first, and then it could have been like Louis fourth and Richard fifth. Yeah, like interchangeable. I think so too. Even though there are only three people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I could see it. And yes, Nancy got first place. Um, She starts off pretty strong. She says, I make all my own jam. And also one of her hobbies. So that paid off. Mm. Because the other two guys had, like, runny jam. Yeah. And hers was nice and set, which is, uh, you know, the way to do it. They said her scones were nicely made. However, they left it hurt, left it into the oven a little bit too long. However, pretty good still. Um, her Victoria sandwiches had a nice color. It was a perfect baked. And her tart ostrichon had a nice shine. It was nice and sharp and pretty much perfect. So good on Nancy. Um, for doing the best, I think, in both challenges of the day. Yeah, at this point, it seems like it's Nancy's to lose. Yeah, I think so, too. After this, they kind of talk to each of the bakers, and Nancy says, I feel like I could go in tomorrow and do it. So she's, you know, pretty confident at this point. Yeah. Louis says, yeah, I thought I was going to get last of the technical, and I didn't. <laughs> and uh, Richard says he just wants to finish tomorrow with something he can be proud of. That sounds like defeat. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? I think it's, yeah, it definitely sounds like defeat. But, but during when they're kind of discussing each of them, um, Paul says that, like, Richard's not in the game anymore, basically. Yeah. He says how the mighty have fallen, anyone could win, but it's more likely to be Nancy or Louis. Yeah. And then he clarifies that this final stands on its own. Yes, I wanted to bring that up because we kind of <laughs> talk about that a lot, right? Yeah, it's inconsistent because sometimes they do like judge the whole season. But I guess in the finale, they judge just the finale. Well, that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Based on this finale and the finale for the most recent season, I think they did stick to that. Yeah. I had to go back to the other seasons and watch them to see if there's any like whole season judging. But interesting bits because shouldn't they just try to like judge each episode for each? Like the same way? I don't know. Yeah, I don't... It's hard to tell what they're doing. It it seems like history does sort of play a part as the season goes on. But then if you're going to say the finale is judged on its own, basically, then, I mean, it is what it is. If that's that's the criteria. Right. I mean, if you say that the finale should be judged on its own, I think the semi-finale should be judged on its own, too. Also, I said semi-finale, which isn't a thing. Semi-final. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing you, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, shall we move on to the showstopper? Yes. Okay, so the final showstopper was a piece monte. Uh, the bakers were given five hours to make this. 
the judges said that it must be self-standing, which, you know, means 3D. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it just means tall. They wanted a tall bake. Um, they said it could be a design that means something to each of the bakers, and it has to be spectacular. Paul says it's the ultimate patisserie challenge. It's perfect for the final. And Mary says the, the towers could be like palaces or the Eiffel Tower, which is what they did back in the old days. Um, all three of the bakers use sponge cake, and uh, all of them use shoe buns, which are important for like structure and getting height. Yeah, they had to use like all the things. Yeah, that's true because they're doing like pastry, they're doing like uh, sponge cake. Mm-hmm. So they got five hours, but it went by pretty quickly apparently. Yeah, because a couple of them are running out of time. Yeah. First, let's talk about Louis. So Louis, he has two uh, batches of cake to do. Um, he also mentioned that he comes from an old mining village called Pointon. That's what he spelled it out on his bake. <laughs> yeah, it was like a mine, a mining <laughs> wheel, right? A mining wheel. Yeah. I've never seen one before. But. So he was making a uh, like a village in chocolate. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had a big. He had a wheel on it. Also. Did all of them have a... No, the other two had windmills. Windmills. He had yeah. the wheel. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He also had chocolate cake and a vanilla cake. And, uh, yeah, the wheel was made out of biscuits. Yeah. And he said the last time he did it, it took him two days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So at this point, they kind of, since it's the final, they flashback a little bit about the personal lives. Apparently, Louis was, Louis was in a ukulele club. Yes. Did you see young Louis with all that hair also? Yeah, he looked like a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. He looked like a the graphic designer guy <laughs> that like, <laughs> I pictured. Um, he met his wife at art college. So he went to arts college. Mm-hmm. School. Yeah, he had good hair. <laughs> Spanish parents who migrated to the UK. And his wife says, wow, so proud. So Louis looks like a overall like a very uh, cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a winner in life. Yeah, definitely. Um, at one point during his bake, he says that he gambled with time because he's kind of running out of it. There's a shot of him like vigorously piping. <laughs> and when he brings his bake up to get judged, I think he says, Louis, mine, oh, mine. Just kind of a pun on the mine theme of his bake. They only punned two of them. Yeah, and then the, for the other one, they punned the same thing twice, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay. So Paul and Mary says that they like the wheel on the chain, that very characteristic of Louis. It's a piece of art. Uh, the macaron was flavored perfect. The shoe was good. Had a lot of filling. They always like a lot of filling. The sponge was striking. However, um, the chocolate sponge was kind of dry, and the buttercream needed more flavor. So Paul kind of clarified and said that he liked the top layer of sponges. The bottom layer of sponges he didn't like that much. Mm. A kind of a mixed uh, sponge review. Overall, he did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Nancy. At the start of her bake, she says, week one seems so easy now. Um, and right before she talks to the judges, she spills flour everywhere. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, her creation is actually inspired by the Moulin Rouge. She's making a red windmill, which I guess is in front of the Moulin Rouge. Hmm. Um, her windmill is going to be made out of orange and ginger biscuits. Uh, she's going to use red dye, caramel for the sales. She says it's going to have like a sinister vibe to it. It's just kind of funny because did it have a sinister vibe to it? I didn't think so. 
Yeah, me either. <laughs> Maybe she thinks of it like that. It looked good, though. Yeah, she says that I think she can, can do it. Which was the first time she used that joke. Right, right. <laughs> right we flash back to uh, Nancy's life a little bit. She went to university in her 40s. She yeah. got her master's degree in business admin. Um, her husband says whatever she does, she sets her mind to. He's really good at it. Like one time she trained dogs. Mm. <laughs> and she has eight grandchildren who all love to bake with her. That's awesome. Yeah. So going back to her bake, uh, she uses a cookie cutter at one point, which uh, helped make her designs more precise. Her sugar work was really good. Her strategy was to make an outline and then fill it in, which is what she did for her wheel. And the most impressive thing about her bake was that the wheels actually turned. It's fun. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. How did she do that? It must have just been on a rod. Mm, like right? an edible rod? Could be. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a candy cane or something? Yeah, definitely. The Palm area are very impressed with her bake. They said you should be very proud of how it looks. Um, they keep playing with the windmill. I mean, who can blame them? Yeah. I would have been playing with it like the whole time I was searching. The biscuits were rough around the edges, however. They were first rate, which is kind of contradictory, but whatever. <laughs> there was a lot of that this episode. <laughs> yeah. They said the base bunch was proportionate, the flavor was good. And uh, I think the ultimate compliment Paul gave it was that it reminded him of a birthday cake that he had when he was a kid, which was beautiful. A sinister <laughs> birthday cake. Right. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Mary complimented the passion fruit because Mary loves passion fruit. So good way to play to the judges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, overall, really good for Nancy. So I get one, one small criticism, which is, uh, I guess the biscuits were rough around the edges. But other than that, all good things. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Moving on to Richard. Uh, Richard is uh, also making kind of like a windmill. <laughs> yeah. His bake is called a mill. A mill on the hill. Mill on the hill. It, cont- it, it contains almond, brittle stone walls and sails. Um, while he's baking the whole time, he, his his kind of story was that he's nervous and he wants to redeem himself. Uh, we get a little backstory on Richard. He started baking when he was fourteen. He said he caught the baking bug. Um, he's fourth in his generation of the family generation line of being builders. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> crazy. It's like a family of builders. Uh, he built his own house. Crazy, which is huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had you know, good hair, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Young Richard had good hair, too. That was also the theme of the finale, is them having good hair, <laughs> and then suddenly they're bald for some reason. He had a job in a local cake shop when he was a teenager, and he made donuts. It was funny. Um, his wife was very proud of him. She says, everything Richard does makes me proud. And she also said, besides being a great dad, this is the thing that she's the most proudest of. <laughs> Which, you know, is, is pretty pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so he did sugar work on the sails. Uh, he melted sugar with almonds to make the sails. Uh, during judging, they kind of noticed that one of the sails was kind of bent in, so it did not look as uh, pristine as it should have been. No, there was like too much wind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paul says that it was too much moisture. So, yeah, it, it went to moisture. It bent the sails. Yeah. Um, they kind of compliment on the colors. This is very bright and <laughs> fun. Paul was kind of offended by it, which uh, I think he didn't like that. It was like kind of kid, like kid colors, like kid crayon colors. Yeah, 
yeah, it was just a rough. This is a rough final for Richard. They <laughs> said the sponge is good. The flair is fantastic. Uh, the ginger is lovely. They really like the shoe buns. If the shoe buns were first class, and Mary likes the stuffed filling. Um, the brittle was good, and Paul made this distinction of saying that the component parts were all good. Right. Which uh, that means that the whole thing of the hole wasn't good. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I like the design of the things and the colors. Yeah, just rough. Yeah. So at one point during the showstopper, we get my favorite part of the finale is uh, showing the people, there are some of the past contestants at the festival picnic that they have. (laughs) Or what we like to call, who's that? (laughs) Yeah. They did show, I forgot, and Weather, who was a guy. Uh, we get we get a few talking parts. Uh, they show Chetna. Chetna says, "Who will it be? It could be. It will be so close. She doesn't know who's gonna win." Uh, we get some guesses. So they show Ian first, and he says, "I think Louis is gonna win." <laughs> you notice right after they showed Ian, they showed Diana, mm. and they said, "Diana says, I think Nasty's gonna win." And then she also says, "Like woman power or something like that." Mm. So yeah, again, they're putting Ian and Diana against each other. <laughs> And then they show young Martha, who uh, says she thinks Richard will win. Which, uh, I mean, it's good to see him again. And they all look a lot more relaxed and happy because they're not in the tent. Oh, Did yeah. you notice that? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, during judging, the judges kind of go, go over each of some of the bakers. Um, they said Richard's pick for his showstopper was childlike. I guess in the design, or the flavors were good. They said Nancy was great in symmetry. Her flavors were great, and the wheel was impressive. And they mentioned again that it moved. They said Louis' design was stunning. His flavor combos were kind of a mixed bag, since uh, they liked the flavor combos on top. There's a sponge cake on top, but they like a sponge cake on the bottom. And then finally, they summarized by saying that they're, for the first time in a long time, Paul and Mary are in agreement on a winner. I think it was pretty obvious. At yeah, this I think point, it was pretty clear. Right? That too. <laughs> yeah, at this point it was. Yeah. yeah. So all three of them walk out to applause. Um, it's kind of cool because you get to see them put down their bakes and then like hug their kids and stuff like that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they announced the 2014. Well, yeah, this season takes place in 2014. <laughs> oh, okay. So they announced the 2014 winner, and the winner is Nancy. I got it right. Good job, Nancy. Did you predict Nancy? Yeah, she was one of my three picks to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good job. Actually, she was my sleeper. She was my third pick. Well, the other one was... What was the other one you picked? It was like, your real, your real pick? Yeah. <laughs> your... <laughs> well, I had to go with Richard. I mean, I, I was going with Richard the whole time, so I had to I had to pick Richard. <laughs> Consistency, you think? Yeah. Because, you know, that's been doing so well this season. The consistency pick. <laughs> Overall, though, I've been pretty close. I mean, the Chetna yeah, yeah, one, yeah, obviously, yeah. I did not get. But I, I was pretty close on a lot of the picks no, no, throughout yeah, the you season. Were, you're, you're really good at picking um, who is the star maker, who is going to do well. So Nancy wins. Here's our shed. Mary says that she should be very proud. She has a great instinct for baking and is a perfectionist, which is what they need in baking champion. Paul says that she had a beautiful final and she nailed it. She did. She, she, did. she deserved it. 
Uh, Nancy says she's overwhelmed and speechless. She's also emotional. She says, who could believe it? She says she's kind of in shock a little bit. And at one point she tells us that she's secretly in love with Paul and she told him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she kept calling him the male judge, right? Oh, yeah. So that was kind of funny because I was like, I wouldn't have picked up on that at all. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, Louis, <clears throat> Louis agrees with their decision. He says, hand, hand over heart, the right person won. Definitely, yeah. So that was it. Uh, we get a little fun uh, like prologue. I'll just go over some of the prologue stuff. <laughs> uh, first, they show Ian, and they say Ian is still exploring the world of flavors, which is kind of vague. And then he dreams of opening a cafe, which I never... Did he mention that during the show? I don't think so, but that was interesting. Yeah. Maybe he mentioned it, but they cut it out because it didn't fit with him throwing his bacon in the bin. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if he actually opened one up. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, huh? I mean, would yeah. <laughs> I can see it. He seems like a like a hipster coffee kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, next, they show my our favorite baker, which is Norman. <laughs> <laughs> they say he's writing an autobiography. However, he only got to age five. <laughs> <laughs> That's Pretty great. Funny. Uh, Kate is teaching her daughter to bake. Uh, she makes ciabatta once a week. <laughs> Martha passed all her exams. Yay! So uh, she's, apparently she's very popular at school. <laughs> right. Uh, Chetna is cooking for charities. Richard just says he continues to build. So he's all about that building life. Yeah. Uh, Louis bakes for his family and dreams of baking at work, which is kind of a knock on his workplace because they show him being like, bored at work <laughs> and dreaming of baking. Like, would you be okay with your employer knowing that you're bored? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what you just thought of. Yeah. Finally, Nancy is teaching her grandchildren to bake, and she did a very impressive thing and baked her daughter's wedding cake. Yeah, very cool. Shall we get into our segment? Yes, let's do it. Uh, what was your funniest moment of the episode? I think just overall, all the puns. Because, yeah. you know, we love a good pun here. So, I think collectively there was just a lot of good stuff. But I didn't have, a like, one in particular. Did you have a, a favorite? A favorite pun? Or just a favorite oh, moment, yeah. yeah. Um, it was Norman's auto, or Norman's prologue. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> just trying to imagine him writing an autobiography and getting to age five. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. So, what was your favorite bake of the episode? I think it was Louis's first bake, the white yeah. choco apple, and then the the raisin. Raisin and cheese just sounds good to me. So I think mm. I would want to try that. But how about for you? That's a good raisin to pick that one. Yep. <laughs> I said we like a good pun here. <laughs> so that qualifies. I'll, I'll so that qualifies. Raisin, the humor on this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, mine is probably uh, Nancy. Her wheel. I want to eat that edible wheel. I would I, I would want to sit in front of it and just spin it and then open my mouth. And as it spins, I just take bites off of it without moving. <laughs> I would like to see you do that. <laughs> I would like to see myself do that too. I feel like you might like lose a nose or something <laughs> or like a tooth. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, I would pay to see that. And uh, who do you think is going home next week, Chanda? 
Jenna's <laughs> definitely going home after the <laughs> after the family reunion. Uh. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good guess. She will probably be going home. <laughs> <laughs> Unless in the next season of the tent, we, like they're showing all the bakers, but you look out the window and Chetna's still there. <laughs> like she's, like she's just like foraging. She's just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, she's just hanging yeah. out. She's like flavor queen of the forest or something. She's like doing that just to prove me wrong again. Her <laughs> <laughs> triumph. She's like, she I didn't go home. I didn't go home. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Overall, good season. This was a great season. I can see why they made this the first season, I guess. Right? Yeah. Each episode was good. and I like all the bakers. Yeah, it had almost everything that you would want. It had some controversy in it. Yeah, an episode where like nobody went home, and then no- <laughs> yeah, it it kind of had every all the makings of just a great season. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, I'm glad we did this season one or Netflix season one. Right. <laughs> good, good, uh, good stuff this season. Congrats to Nancy. Yep, well deserved. Yep. And that concludes our coverage of uh, this season of The Great British Baking Show. That was a good time. It was. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening in. We hope you guys are all staying healthy and safe. That's right. And uh, baking and eating delicious things at home if you are staying home. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Everyone have a a good a good summer. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for listening. All right, buddy.